Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamming! How you doing today, Eric? I'm doing pretty good, dude. Cool. Because cool. it's only 34 more days till Star Wars or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so about about a month, and then um, yes. we, get, we get to see if J.J. handled uh, the uh, the franchise, the hopes and dreams of billions of people. He did. I know. He did. It's good. That's I mean, all it needs to be is good. It's like even the trailers are like you just can't. There are people like picking apart the trailers, and I just feel like guys, guys, come on. He didn't mess it up. There's no way yeah. he can mess it up more than the original creator of Star Wars. So come on. Exactly. Then and, <laughs> and, and that's really what the good thing about it. It's just like all it has to just do is be better than the prequels, and I mean, yeah, we'll be all good. Exactly. Like J.J. Abrams, he did. Like, when he came up with the new Star Trek movies, it was, like, right on the heels of uh, Enterprise, a TV show, and I'd only seen parts of season one, so I was kind of like, well, it can't do any worse than that. Or exactly. Yeah. Will there be stormtroopers in it? Yes. All right, cool. Good. But <laughs> will there be any fucking terrible backstories so we'll see characters before the versions that we love? No, none of that. No. We're good. Will we see a little Anakin fight with a little Greedo? Nope. All right, we're good. No. Is, uh, are the original trilogy of awesome characters that we love in it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sign us up. Yeah. Well, speaking Very of good. speaking of rehashed from, uh, from the 70s, 80s, Eric, I got a big old topic for you today. Nice. So uh, we've been watching The Jungle Book over here, mm-hmm. and that is uh, my two-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, I don't know what drew me to it. I think it was just a review. But uh, we've been watching the Jungle Book animated series, uh, which is uh, like a 1990 in Japan came out, and then they dubbed it into English. Animated series. I don't think I ever watched that. It's 52 episodes. Holy and shit. it's awesome. Really? It's, it's so good. It's just amazing. And it's like, there's some like serious stuff that goes down. And I just found it recently when we were like, we got to episode, I think, 39, where he finally, after 38 episodes, finally has it out with Shere Khan. Uh, that's, it actually follows the books, like, really well. And and learning this, I'm like, wow, Disney kind of, like, shat all over the books. But this show has, like, everything. They even include, like, side characters from side stories uh, in the Jungle Book. Because the Jungle Book is actually, like, a collection of stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ricky Tiki, Ricky from Ricky Tiki Tavi is in there. Oh, really? Yeah, but like, um, how the fight, uh, like Mowgli, uh, it's it starts out with him like as a baby, and it, and it kind of goes for until he's like ready to leave the jungle when he's like a teenager. Hmm. It's awesome. You should definitely check it out. And there's blood. There's blood, Ooh. and not a lot of guts and gore, but like they don't hold back when it comes to like Shere Khan just ripped open your leg dude <laughs> wow <laughs> they show it and 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 Mowgli commits genocide on a few different uh, occasions huh. so um there's an awful like the one thing that they were not super faithful about was they decided to have a red panda in the show called Kichi and uh he's introduced in episode i think 5 or 6 and it's about friendship uh, <laughs> like the whole the whole episode's about like you can't get by without friends, Mowgli. Here's this awful, useless character, but he you're gonna save his butt and he'll save you once. Um, uh, the that character is in the rest of the show, but does nothing, not hmm. a 
goddamn thing. And it made me wonder, like, what are, like, the worst, uh, like, cartoon teammates? Like, in the, in the 80s and 90s, we had, like, a lot of teams, like, a lot of cartoon teams. Yeah. Uh, but there was always one person on the team who messed it up for everybody. Like, That's true. Just absolutely awful. Like, like it could be a couple examples. Like, uh, and one of my favorite shows, Aladdin, you had, had like most of everybody on Aladdin's team had a purpose. Aladdin was the leader. Jasmine was the sugar mama slash public face of the team. Genie used magic. Abu he had his thief skills. And then there's Iago, the cynical asshole who nobody <laughs> likes and constantly got them into trouble. Mm, okay. And then same thing with gargoyles. Everybody loves gargoyles, like mm. 90s Disney animation. Uh, so you had Goliath, the leader, Bronx, the fierce attack dog. Hudson was like the wise old mentor, and you had like the tech guy this, uh, and like the dude with the big brains, Lexington. Uh, Brooklyn was like the like he's gonna be like the next Goliath. You know, he's all around good. But then you had like Broadway, who's like this fat turd and doesn't <laughs> do much, and he's kind of dumb. In fact, he's very dumb. He once accidentally uh, shot Elisa Maza near oh, his yeah, death yeah. in that episode that everybody loves to reference. So there's always, like, one character in these TV shows, you know, uh, that either create drama or just be just awful. How big of a character are we talking about? Like, could we use Ram Man from He-Man as an example? <laughs> or is that too minor of a character? I, you know, I, I came back to He-Man while I was making this list often because... But but I feel like it's a little like era. If you're like a one-off and we never see you again, and you save the day in the episode that you were in, I don't know if that constitutes you being like a bad member of the team. Yeah, I mean he was in a bunch of them, but but he didn't have a lot of speaking lines, so I guess he doesn't yeah. really count. Besides like Raman, I actually don't know any th- any words that he actually said. <laughs> Did he actually like? <laughs> maybe it's like when we played with it when we were when we were kids, which it was a decent toy. You could put it up to somebody's face and dislodge the little, uh, like push the little button and smack somebody with this like. Yeah, this guy was made out of metal. And of course, in the comic books, he was like a tough motherfucker. Oh yeah. But yeah, in the thing, he w- he was in a lot of battles, but every time he would like sprawling and nail something, then he would like be knocked out afterwards. That's true. Like they always cut to his face. He's like, fuck, post-concussion syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no wonder that metals, that helmet's made of metal. they got to keep his brain in from leaking it out. Okay, so useless character, possibly a sidekick on every single team. Exactly. So I've got, a, I've got a list, and I've split them up into four different categories. And feel free, feel free to jump in if you, uh, if you feel so inspired. Okay. So, all right, so... At the top of my list are characters that are pretty awful, but they're still like they can still help out. So this is kind of like a chaotic neutral group. Like they're a force for either good or evil, but they mostly sabotage the team's efforts. Good. Okay, top of the list, Orko from He-Man. Classic, awful, like awful, awful team player. His magic always backfires. He's always sticking his nose where it doesn't belong, and he's just like a total coward. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, he'll manage to save the day, but basically an accident. Exactly. But he would and, still accidentally save the day. And the only reason why he's even included in the click is because he knows Prince Adam's secret. That's right. Like, God damn it, you dickhead. <laughs> dickhead younger brother saw me changing. 
<laughs> Fuck. All right. Now we got to take him with us all the time. Yeah. Same. All right. So on the other side of that coin, Schnarf from the Thundercats. Same, yeah. same exact thing. Except I would give like Schnarf had more balls than Orko because he was like a coward, but he would be like, rawr, rawr, "Fucking mummer, I'm gonna fuck him up. Come on, Lion, oh, let's do it." You know, and every once in a while, like he'd just get some gumption. Mm-hmm. And every time, and you know, but totally underestimated. So every once in a while, all the Thundercats would be captured, and he would just sneak in, and Mumra would just let him save the day because you know you made it all the way to the Dark Pyramid. You might as well just you know complete the task. What? When you use the Sword of Omens and call the Thundercats, mm-hmm. and they all see it in the sky, and their eyes all kind of blaze, right? Does do you kind of take over? Does Lionel like command them when that happens? Hmm. Like when their eyes blaze like that, are they in? Are they in command of their will, or do they just go feral? Hmm. Like do the cats just go like, Wah! and they just like seek out whatever you're trying to you need help with, and they just like getting like a battle craze mm. until the sword um, retracts to its original pre-erection length. <laughs> so you're saying like the blood is pumping. Yeah, when he gets a boner sword, I feel like they just go into like fight lust, blood lust. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do they even really talk when they're fighting at that point? Hmm. I mean, you bat- want to go back and look at that. Like battle puns don't really count, you know what I mean, in terms of talking. Right. So I'm just saying, I wonder like... Hmm. I mean, man, if Lionel had gone bad, he could have just fucked them. Like, <laughs> use them, use that sword all the time. Just like, it's like he's in like a meth lab, and he's like, "I, I want this shit. I ain't paying for it." It's like, how you think you're walking out of this, Lionel? Thundercats, ha! Oh! And then afterwards, like, Panthro's, God damn it, I'm a scientist. What are you making me do? I love that. Or Tiger is just like, I, you made me murder a man. <laughs> yeah. uh, blood on you, me you liked it <laughs> well I mean the fact that they murdered thousands of mutants uh, in like the first two episodes kind of tells you like like on which side of that the Thundercats roll I mean their, eye, their eyes would blaze when they saw that signal so I just always wondered if that was something like they were compelled into action I think it's like the dad like the dad from Spy Kids where he's in the middle of like a delicate scientific operation and all of a sudden his kids are in danger and he just like like destroys everything he's working on lying his way out the door just mm-hmm. like fuck ah oh, this is useless All right moving on let's mm-hmm. see the great gazoo from the Flintstones Ugh well I mean I know. such a shitty cartoon we should just keep going Yeah Inspector Gadget now here we go. See, I was thinking about Inspector Gadget mm-hmm. cuz I mean technically he's the useless one. But without him being a, a major, you know, attention getter, mm-hmm. Penny can't do what she needs to do. That's true. You know, he he storms in and everyone's eyes are on him and that leaves her free to like do the stealth mission on the side. And she still gets caught half the time. That's true, but you know, that just, that just shows you how awesome like Mad's organization is. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, without Gadget, like, she would never, she wouldn't have solved one crime. Yeah, and somehow Inspector Gadget always manages to bungle his way into a victory. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's kind of like chaotic neutral. Like, all right, it's a force for good or evil. Speaking of, did you know he had a Christmas special? Yes, and it's the worst thing ever. It's actually not that bad. I just saw it for free on Hulu, so I watched Mm. it with the kids, and I was like, 
And I was like, well, you know, there's so many iterations of Inspector Gadget, but it yeah. was the original, original version. My, I mean, obviously they had, they had a new penny and she sucked. Yeah. She was like way younger mm-hmm. than the other ones and she was terrible. But I mean, Dr. Claw dressed up as Santa, like he sent a shit ton of mad agents to Gadget's house to kill him. Mm. And the beginning intro was just Gadget like effing them all up. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of cool. I don't remember that. All I remember was Penny, Penny's voice. And yeah. I didn't like all the songs. Like they did like the Twelve Days of Christmas, but the toys yeah. were all weird. He got halfway through it, yeah. And he does kind of waterboard Santa. <laughs> like he's just like Santa, you're a mad agent, and he's just like doesn't believe it's the real Santa. And he's like, oh fuck up your fake beard, and just some stuff that's easily forgiven uh, at the end. Go yeah, go, it wasn't too bad. go go CIA torture intelligence uh, getting. I kind of feel like it was like a series finale that I never saw before. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, good so. on you. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, that you watched it. See, I watched it when I was a jaded teenager, and I was like, oh, it's stupid. Yeah, well, it's still not great, but it was just the fact of, like, it was kind of like a, a lost episode for me. I'd never seen it, so. Mm. So, let's see. This, this is the only, I think this is the only villain on the list, but Starscream from Transformers. He like he could be a force for good or evil, but he was always sabotaging uh, the uh, the plans. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't so, if he didn't want to hog the glory, mm-hmm. he probably would have been more successful on a couple missions. Or lazy. Remember that time when him and Thundercracker had to swipe that precious metal mm-hmm. to make that uh, to make that energy gun out of the pyramids. And he was like, I'm fucking lazy. And he just like, <laughs> like any steel will do. And it just fucked him. It just melted the gun down. And, like they had a chance right there. They could have killed uh, some Autobots and stuff. And it was just like, you dick. <laughs> like, and even in Thundercracker was even like, well, and then Starscream realized what was going to happen. He was like, it's Thundercracker's fault. <laughs> he was trying to get laid. <laughs> And, and like totally sold him out and like Megatron beat the shit out of Thundercracker. He like oh, threw him man. down the pier. And it was See, like, oh, Starscream. This is a toxic situation, man. This is somebody yeah. who hates his job. Yeah. All right. So, so I mean, but he was he was semi competent. But you're right. He 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 would usually find a way to bungle it. So let's see. So moving on. I so uh, Antoine from Sonic the Animated Series. Mm. Yeah. This is a guy who was like who he. He was like, like debt, like to the death, loyal to the uh, to the princess, to the point mm-hmm. where he thought that Sonic was a piece of crap, and he would always kind of sabotage the plan sometimes, so Sonic would, like, either mess up, like, so it would mess up, so Sonic would take the blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was just an overall prick, mm-hmm. like super negative attitude. So moving on, oh here we go, Miss, uh, not even Miss Piggy, just Piggy from Muppet Babies. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Didn't matter what was happening. She's like, I'm going to be with my man. Anybody gets in between me and what I want, I'm going to mess him up. Yeah, she's no fun to play with. No, dude. And then finally for this category, Slimer from the Real Ghost. Oh, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Like, <laughs> like, there's entire episodes where especially Venkman is just pissed at him because mm-hmm. he's like, stop screwing everything up. Yeah, but then every once in a while, Slimer would save the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's it. So we're gonna get into. So that's that's number one out of four. So the second uh, tier, we have totally useless tier, rarely mm. ever helps out, and they're a constant detriment to the team. So we're so we're like, all right, they're not even saving the day. 
they're just around, and every once in a while they'll help out. Okay. All right, so here we go. So straight up, Scooter from Challenge of the Gobots. <laughs> Awful. Total coward. Like, wouldn't do anything, goaded into action, and his voice was so annoying. Yeah, I'm surprised they ever included him in the mission. You're right. He must have been, like, Leader One's girlfriend's younger brother. <laughs> I just feel like there's, like, all right, all right. Well, we, we, uh, we're the, there's only three of us, so we all have to pitch in, even the guy that we know is awful. Yeah, you've got Leader One, who's an amazing leader. You've got Turbo, who's balls-to-the-wall muscle. Yeah. And then you got Scooter, who's like, mm. Not even, like, smart. Go happy, Leader One! Oh. Exactly, just like the damsel in distress. I mean, he was kind of, they used him, he, he was supposed to be like a tech guy, but the freaking human astronauts were smarter than him. Way smarter. He was kind of challenged. That was the real challenge of the GoBots. Hey. Yeah, he was basically like the brother in There's Something About Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take Scooter's headphones off. No. <laughs> no, it's bad news, dude. So this, so this next show I didn't have that much experience with, but I remember as a kid... Uh, Uni or Uni? Uni from Dungeons and Dragons. Never oh. saving the day. You're right. Yeah, she would usually get into trouble. Mm-hmm. They would have to save her because she would run off the. Like the only time she was good was when they suddenly realized that unicorns have the power to teleport once a day. Whoa. They have to tell. They can teleport once a day, and like this one guy was just like, like killing them. Like uh, like people do with rhinoceroses these days. Oh jeez. And um, and then Uni actually like she, like realized that she had the power to teleport. Well, the, she can't control it because she wasn't a full adult, but she was able to save their asses just that one time. So if they if they had cut off her horn, could they have just used the horn to teleport once a day? <laughs> yeah, they should have just done that. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot less liability. Should just eaten her and then used the horn. Although you know, Bobby was attached to it like a dog. So eh, Bobby. Oh, well. All right, so moving on. Uh, Deputy Fuzz from Brave Star. I mean... It's like Scooter tier of awful. Awful Brave voice. Star. Coward. So we're talking... I was going to call it Space He-Man, although He-Man's technically in space too, but... Mm. I mean, it's kind of Space He-Man. You know, Space Cowboy He-Man. Yeah. Yeah, the the most useless character on the show. All right, so two and two characters. Out of the entire show was useless. I know. Well, I like the tra- I like the horse that could transform from a horse yes. into a horseman. <laughs> the horse was a badass. He he, yeah. he deserved better from the show. I mean, it was cool that they had a Native American guy that was like the boss of the show. I mean, he that had, was cool. He had cool powers. Yeah, but the, I mean. The, it should have been good. I mean, like, the judge was cool. I like the bad guys. I like their robo-motorcycles. It's just everything sucked. Yes. <laughs> but, it, like, it could have been redone. Way, it, like, it could be redone now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I bet we could – can me and you buy the rights to Brave Star? I mean, why not? Who, I For, mean, like, 10 bucks, it? right? <laughs> right. We could probably buy the rights to Brave Star and just redo it. I love that. Let's do that, dude. No one fucking wants Brave Star. No, but we can make it good. Maybe we could buy the rights to it. Let's do it. Hmm. And we could... (laughs) Dude, we need somebody who looks like young Steven Seagal to play Sheriff Brave Star. Or no, Marshall Brave Star. Ah, I mean, we'd probably have to do a a cartoon or something, right? I guess. I don't know. We'll We'll get like... Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put the word out for like people that listen to the show that are like young in college or fresh out of college. 
you know, that they're just looking to get beyond a, pra- a passion project. And they don't have a lot of bills to pay so they can afford to work on this. Yes. Brave Star. Brave Star. Bring it back, but but good. I mean, there's so much potential in that show. And the first episode, Deputy Fuzz gets gets shot between the eyes. Boom. Take him out to show how badass the villain is. Tex Hex. I mean, and he was a spider, right? Who, Tex Hex? Yeah, was he a spider? Uh, he was, I forget exactly. I like one of them was a spider. I think it was like a henchman. You can't have the main villain be a spider. And then the mega bad guy was just like Horde Prime. Yeah. Um... Shit. Now, not to be confused, what was that other cartoon that came out way back in the day that I feel like might have been good? Was it called Black Star? Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? There was like purple bad guys. <laughs> there was Brave Star. Uh-huh. There was Brave Star. Then there was like Black Star. Black Star. Well, it's that way. Well, <laughs> and it's like the, the black exploitation He Man. Oh, God. It's like, like He Man, but he's black. <laughs> but he's more urban. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Black Star. No, it actually has nothing no. to do with that. But um, no, no well, there was well, another one. Well, the uh, the the, the villain Texex in Brave Star, he had, he did have purple skin. No, no, I'm I'm thinking of something totally something different. Else? All right, sorry, I have no idea. But I'd be oh. interested to Google it later. Yeah, I'm gonna Google right now. Keep talking. All right. All right. So, Cap. So, can you imagine out of the Captain N team, who is the most useless? <laughs> I thought they were going to say Captain Planet. Let's just skip to that, too. No, 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 no. That's for, uh, actually, that's for that later. was for later. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I was saying, I know who that one is. Mati. Yeah, Mati. And, I'm, <laughs> right, and, and I got another Thunderdome about that later. Okay, go, so, so which one are you talking about? So, Captain N, the most useless <laughs> member of the team. They're all pretty useless, except for Captain N. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Kid Icarus was pretty bad. Yeah, Kid Icarus and Mega Man were the most useless. They never did anything. And they got outclassed by Game Boy. And Duke, Duke the dog, did way more than them. Oh, fucking Black Star! I was right. Really? Yeah, dude. He ain't black, by the way. Oh. And, and the bad guy <laughs> is purple looking. Huh. I knew it. Like, way back in the day, I saw Black Star. I remember, like, the toy. But I don't remember anything about it. What if this is secretly good? I need to watch this. Mm. All right. All right Frank Welker was on it. Well, he's on oh. everything. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. Who else? Alan Oppenheimer. Oh, really? Damn, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was by the He-Man guys. Well, it was course. by Filmation. If Alan, if Alan Oppenheimer's involved, you know, yeah. it's Filmation. Produced in 1981 by Lou Scheimer and Filmation. He was, if you don't know people, Alan Oppenheimer's the voice of Skeletor. Yeah. And um, the Luck Dragon. And a million other things. All right, let me just write the here's the, the opening narration. John Blackstar, an astronaut, is swept through a black hole into an ancient alien universe. Trapped on the planet... Sagar, Black Star is rescued by the tiny Trobit people. In return, he fights for freedom against the cruel Overlord, who rules by the might of the Power Star. Power Star, which is split into the Power Sword and the Star Sword. All right. And then whenever he uh, and he goes, I am John Black Star. <laughs> I don't know. Why is his name Black Star? I mean, now it sounds like maybe Native American. I feel like, I mean, like, I definitely saw this, like, once or twice as a kid, and then I could never remember anything else about it. But, oh, it unfortunately, oh. it's filmation, so it's got to suck bad. Well, yeah, I mean, you got you got some rotoscope garbage happening. And it'll be all the same backdrops. It's kind of like the Flintstones. Whenever they walked, it was like, all right, there's our five frames of background. Crap. All right. I was always thinking I needed to watch that. All right, I got a couple more on this on this tier okay, two sorry. list. 
That's alright, it's alright. So, just to finish it up, Piglet from Winnie the Pooh. Awful. Uh, <laughs> la- Lazy Smurf from the Smurfs. He didn't do nothing. He never saved the day, ever. That's true. Uh, let's see, Cringer from He-Man. I know he turns into Battle Cat, but as Cringer, he's the worst. He really does suck. And you would think, it's like Cringer. Like, we have to go save people's lives. And he's like, oh, I'm going to try and talk you out of it. Oh. It's like, come on, dude. Like, people's lives are at stake. You think it would be like, he'd be like suffering from, like, power withdrawal. You know, like, he's so awesome as Battle Cat. You know, like, he can't talk really. Oh, no, he can talk as Battle Cat. But then when he goes back to Cringer, he should be like, shoot me again, He-Man. Come on, Adam, yeah. I want the power. Anyway, the last the last character in this tier is Falcon from G.I. Joe the movie. Oh my never, god! Never helps out. Constant detriment to the team. Well, until the end when he saves the day. I, I think uh, honestly, I think he passed out in Sergeant Slaughter's boot camp, and the rest of the movie was just some kind of dream that he had, some kind of power fantasy. And the end, the end after the end credits, there's end credit scene where he wakes up and he's still at the boot camp, and Slaughter's just like, "You're going into a ditty bag." Oh man, I never thought about that. See, that would that would make more sense. If there's no such thing as snake people, mm-hmm. like if the Joes just got ambushed in the Himalayas, and like the Cobras just just put out you know massive amounts of troopers to fight them, and Falcon's fuck up gets Duke killed, mm-hmm. and he gets sent to boot camp, and then from there on he's just kind of dreaming like everyone dreams as a kid of scenarios that you would rise up and be the hero for exactly. And so his is just like, <laughs> no, what if there's snake people? Because that makes sense. They live in the cold. And um, <laughs> and then like then the whole Joe Force is out. And then I even call Hawk and say, Hawk, down. And then the rest of the Joe Force gets taken out. And then it's like, it's just me and the guys. And and you know it's a dream because like, and there's, a, there's an NBA player that only talks with basketball <laughs> euphemisms. That's right, and he's like, oh, wait, and that sexy chick I was hitting on earlier who rejected me, she's there, too, and we kiss. That's right, and, <laughs> and we'll call her Jinx until I fuck her, and then she finally gets, <laughs> and then she finally gets lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, man, that makes so much more sense. I think, I think all of G.I. Joe the movie, maybe there's another end credit scene where he's like, in prison talking to somebody and he's describing everything that happened and they're like yo even roblox got captured yeah man even roblox but i totally kicked their asses Mm. (laughs) it's totally true you're right all right so i got two i got two more awful even worse awful tears from of of the worst 80s and 90s cartoon teammates here we go so here we are we're going on to the abort mission tier these these characters only cause trouble they never do anything useful Okay, Schnarf was bad from the Thundercats, but Schnarfer is worse. Schnarfer. Schnarfer was like. Oh, that's right. There was two of those idiots. He was when they when they brought in like the Thundarian refugees and had like Bengali and Pumira and stuff. They had Schnarfer, right. and he's like Schnarf, but smaller. He's like Scrappy Doo. Mm-hmm. Probably the Thundercats, and he was just terrible. Uh, Kichi from the Jungle Book, just awful. Oh, and actual Scrappy Doo from Scooby Doo, never did oh, anything yeah. positive to help the team they're always just like we are saving you by like dragging you out of here this monster's gonna kill you okay um daniel witwicky slash every single human character from the 80s transformers oh my god i just looked at the trobits i'm watching, I'm watching the black star cartoon <laughs> the trobits 
oh my god, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so fucking bad, dude. It's like Smurfs plus Madam Broom from She-Ra. Oh. Got it on. Wait, I think I I think that sounds familiar. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, those Trabbits. Oh god, are they all different? Like one's got big ears, one's got big teeth. The oh. Overlord guy looks cool though. Sure. All right, so last, last, so, la- last well, two. No, we um yes, Chip, Chip from from Transformers was useful. He was useful. He was like the only one. He once used a floppy disk <laughs> to to defeat the Decepticons. Dang! Like he had a flop a, a missile defense system or something, and then like then he just used his computer at home. He used his computer at home to hack into Prowl's mainframe because Prowl got hit, and he's like. Oh, my guidance system's down. And he, like, just hacked into Prowl from his home computer and then used Prowl's body to jump onto a plane and fire missiles from that plane. Whoa. From his home computer. We're talking, like, Matthew Broderick <laughs> war game shit. So he's, like, kicking back, you know, drinking a, a, a <laughs> drinking a beverage at home, saving the day. And plus, remember, he was the only one... Um, and Dr. Dr. Smoove made such a good video of this. He was the only one that suspected treachery from Megatron <laughs> when he challenged Optimus Prime to a duel. Loser leaves the Earth when uh, Megatron somehow sucked up all the other Decepticons' powers and used them. Yeah, and every yeah. other... I mean, it's so good. Everyone else is like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, he's, he's got he's to cheat. Like, Shut the fuck up, Chip. That's right. I love it. And Optimus is like, "Oh, you don't understand the honor of the, uh, you know, yeah. the fight. I have to do it." Cybertronian law. <laughs> yes, everyone can just Google Doctor Smooth and go watch that Transformers video. Yes. It's good. Doctor S M O O V. Best. Yeah. Watch all his Transformers stuff. All right, I'll, I'll take it back. Only Daniel from '80s Transformers. Useless. Getting into trouble. All right, uh, Jubilee from Fox's X Men. Oh, God. I will always hate Jubilee. Never did anything useful. Used her powers maybe once or twice to temporarily blind somebody, but then she would always get caught. Always. Yeah. All right. And finally, uh, the orphanage kids from Jem. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> always getting into trouble. Always needing a saving. No redeeming. Oh, right, here we go. And so the last tier is, uh, so this is like the chaotic tier. No redeeming qualities like barely human and i and the first part i bought was popeye and mickey's three asshole nephews <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> they were just dicks they certainly were yeah always mess it up okay and then these two these last two were tied for the worst in history sister bear from the berenstein bears <laughs> and dw from arthur i feel like uh, they're, they're like the same person they're just evil well how come we never got to Mati from Captain Planet. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. So that's that's the end of this, because I w- I've been thinking about Mati lately, about about why, and I think we I think we addressed this before about like why heart is actually the best power. It's not the best power, dude. It's the Wait, best. We we said it was only the best power if you used it to get laid in college. Yes. Right. So I was <laughs> so all right, all right. So adding to that, adding to that because because I was talking to um, probably my wife. Or somebody, probably my wife, who I love dearly, who's staring at me and smirking. Awesome points. So, um, 
yeah, about like uh, Maiti and how he was awful. But then I was like, I had a revelation. I was like, wait a second. What if Maiti didn't get the heart ring? What if Wheeler got the heart ring instead? How would he use it? And it made me, made me think about all the powers that the heart ring actually has. So I did some research. And so I'm going to list to you the actual heart ring powers from the show. Are you ready? Okay. All right, here it is. So, all right. Number one, telepathy. He re- you can use the, the heart ring to read minds and communicates uh, t- telepathically to the rest of the team. That's the best. All right, first off. Mm. All right, number two, control over animals. He can make any animal do whatever he wanted. I do remember that, but he used it in a lame way like 70s Aquaman. And I'll, and I'll get to that. So uh, <laughs> number, number three, he could sway people's emotions and, uh, and to a lesser degree sway their decisions. So he would always, like, he'd be talking to somebody about, like, you know, some bullshit about the lesson of the day. And eventually they would agree with him. Uh, hmm. Let's see. He could also use the heart ring to see through illusions. And finally, he could sense the location of any conscious life form. So uh, unless somebody was knocked out, he could sense where they were. All those well, things. It's nice, they, it's nice that they put all those powers in the show Bible. Yeah. But I don't remember them using <laughs> most of those. I, it was like sometimes it'd be like a one-off episode, but but like um, him sensing where everybody is, you know, like he would put the ring up to his head and be like, beep, 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 beep. okay, he's on the second floor on this uh, oil rig trapped in the ventilation shaft, and they would like go get him. Oh, it's still terrible. See, I only like powers that can be used in an aggressive way. Yes. So like his heart power, the only way is his heart power would have been cool if he could use it to kind of like force choke your left ventricle <laughs> so he's just like heart and all of a sudden you're like like your heart just like is clutched Oy. or if he could just like if he put it on his hand like if he had the ring on that hand he's like kalima <laughs> it's just like rips your heart out well check it out in one actually in in uh in i think it was one of these two episodes on the show uh, there was like a ble- there was like an alternate future, like an Age of Apocalypse future episode with time travel, Ooh, okay. where we go into the future where there never was a Captain Planet team, where Wheeler Wheeler goes back in time and stops himself Flash style from taking the fire ring, mm. and then he goes into the future, uh, like like that black and white movie that we watched for Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life, and sees what has become of the future if he never took the power ring. And the planeteers have all split up, and they're all using their powers in the weird ways. And Mati is like homeless in it, and he and he's just like he just doesn't care anymore. And he's using his ring for straight up mind control. He's like he doesn't care about like changing people's minds. He literally uses his ring for mind control to get them to do the right thing. And so I feel like Gaia <laughs> may yes. Sorry, no. no finish your sentence. So then. so it's so. Gaia was like the smartest person on the planet because she gave the most powerful ring, something that can be used for like awful mind control to like the one person who would never use it for that kind of purpose. See, because he sucked because like half the problem with the Planeteers was they would scrap internally. Yes. He could have ended so many fights early on. Exactly. And mm. and right. you, and you he would like people would have feared him too. They'd be like, yo, am I, do I actually have free will or is Mati guiding my every action? Yeah, why didn't he ever just zap Hoggish Greedly and be like, don't you think you should just give yourself up? Yeah. 
There's well, there's there's a one limitation to the ring, and that he can't use it on somebody who is having hateful or negative thoughts. So oh, they wrote so kind useless. of they kind of wrote that in there, so he couldn't just like like you know mind wipe August Greedley, you know, or like he can't he can't sense what Zarm is thinking because he's got his mind's clouded by hate or something. But really, it was just this BS way to like make him not all powerful. All right. Here, here is the real episode of the future of the Planeteers out the rings. Okay. You give me the name of the Planeteer. Uh, Wheeler. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Kwame. Uh, Kwame. Mosquito AIDS. <laughs> Dead. What? He got bit by a mosquito at AIDS, and he got it. Dang. No netting where he lived. Dead. All right. Uh, the Russian chick. What was her name? I forget. Doesn't matter. Sex slave prostitute. <laughs> Next. Jeez. Uh, the, <laughs> you know, you know that's what happened the, to her. The, the, all right, the uh, the stereotypical Asian chick with the power of water. Uh, sneaker factory. Sneaker factory. Dang. Double sneaker factory. Next. Uh, Matisse, the last one. <laughs> Matisse. Who cares? He sucks. All right. Well, what happens to Captain Planet? Uh, Captain Planet. Captain Planet is killed Ooh. early on in the series. Easily. <laughs> what? All you, you do is you Captain Planet. You do, yes, you can. You just throw garbage on him. That's he's, the, he's the wimpiest superhero. You're like, all right, I'm gonna kick. You. All right, guys, who should I blast with my uh, with my crest fluoride powers? And then you're like, fuck you, and throw a banana peel at him. He goes, ah, the power is yours, and just leaves. <laughs> you just hit him with some garbage. Just like throw a dirty diaper on him, and he's like, "Oh, not my mullet, not my green mullet," and he's out. Yeah, it's like, he- oh, like, oh, did did you shoot Captain Planet? Yeah, I shot him with the gun and laser. Neither of them worked. All right, just put some soup cans in a t-shirt <laughs> cannon and just shoot it at him. Watch what happens. <laughs> <sighs> oh no. Three-day-old pancakes? Oh, oh, my weakness. I know, right? What constitutes garbage? I mean... Like, like everything <laughs> in a fucking junkyard is his kryptonite. <laughs> Which is weird, because it's like, he has the power... He has the far, He has long-range power to clean up pollution. Right. Long-range power. So if he sees pollution, he can shoot it and clean it up. But if it gets on him, even like a drop, Mm. He gets on him. He's like, it burns. <laughs> the power is yours. No, Captain Planet. No, don't bring the power right. The power is yours. No, Captain Planet. Just stick around and do your job. Oh, man. His he's got to go recharge. Rate. Captain Planet is a 50% success rate. Mm. Wouldn't you say? He always gets defeated early. Mm-hmm. And then he always comes back and wins at the end. That's why I think, that's why I think like, if only she had given somebody smart and a little bit ruthless the uh the heart ring it would have been a totally different show he would have just like commanded the uh the other uh ring recipients like there are his like you know chess robots and be like all right like and just like save the day just walk into a place and be like yo water here okay you win there you know fire there boom 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 well captain planet should have just worn more than red underwears <laughs> and like those shoulder pads <laughs> he should have worn like the raincoat slicker from the bad guy, and I know what you did last summer. <laughs> well, dude, he did once. Once he did. He uh, he wised up. He was fighting Duke Nukem, the radiation-based oh, villain. Oh, yep, that's once, right. Once, and he got into a lead suit, 
once and yep. he could still fly and he still had super strength and stuff but he um decided not to use that lead suit after that i By guess the way, can't, duke, you, nukem. duke yep. nukem was the greatest bad guy oh totally because not only did he have radioactive skin but he also had a mohawk and bermuda shorts and a hawaiian shirt yeah and three fingers on each hand yeah i mean that's that's badass that he's like He's dying because he's radioactive, but he's still got a Hawaiian shirt on because he likes to party. And like, and his powers were cool too. Like he's made, he like he's like, he was a guy, a regular dude that got like super like nuked into this radioactive monster, and he could shoot beams of radiation. So like, and a couple times, like you know, he would get too close to the planeteers, and they'd have like some Geiger counter, and they'd be like, guys, guys, we're getting cancer right now. Yeah. Ah. Now. The Captain Planet, you know, I joked about the diaper thing, but like, would human waste hurt Captain Planet? Like, if you, if you, if you bitch slapped him with a poo hand, would it weaken him? I mean, because like garbage, garbage takes him right out of the fight. But what if like you took like the hose from an RV, like mm. the poop hose? Oh, sewage. Yeah, and just hit him with. I mean, sewage kills them, right? I think a lot of things do, and and actually. He uh he traveled back in time once to Nazi Germany, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that he met Adolf Hitler. <laughs> right? What? Are you just joking? Right no, now? I'm not. I'm totally Captain not. Captain Planet met Hitler. Yes, and it, and he and it made him sweat. <laughs> no, he fought because like because uh he he found out that that um through through this we found out that uh, Hitler's uh was experiencing like so much like hatred. That it was affecting him just like normal pollution. So even like negative thoughts can subdue Captain Planet. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, what about, there was like two episodes where Captain Pollution came. Captain Power's evil, Captain Planet's evil twin. Captain Pollution was badass, man. He, uh, you know, he had the surfer dude kind of, kind of voice, but he like, he messed up Captain Planet hardcore and they stole the rings from the Planeteers. Because he would always win. He would just, like I said, he would just like shoot toxic mud on captain planet and be like gotcha yeah but then we all but but then captain like then captain planet had his day man he came back and he's like check out this fresh water and captain blue is <laughs> like ah it burns <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah, i'm gonna drag you into the dirt no not the dirt it's like anyone could ambush captain planet because first of all he was kind of an idiot well i mean he's based he, i mean I, I i have a theory that he's just like he's based on like more than just the elements. I don't think he's like a pre-existing thing. Like he's kind of like based on the Planeteers too. Like all right. their best and worst. So he's like a naive superhero from Earth. So he doesn't really know what a cell phone is or anything, right? No, but you think like e-waste or maybe like wireless radiation would kill him. Oh, dude. Yeah. Captain Planet was was existed before cell phones, right? Yes. Now there's just so many cell phone towers. He just flies around. He's like, <laughs> he just can't do it. There's so much broadband <laughs> and, and so many cell phone towers and stuff. Like he's dead. He just shows up. He's like, I'm being hit by invisible forces. <laughs> dead. And then, oh, who was the chick with the blonde hair? But her Linka. half her face. Linka. Oh and- no no no, uh, Doctor Blight. Dr. Blight and her uh, and her computer, Mal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she was awesome, too. She was she was a good villain. She had, like, this creepy, sexy thing going on with, like, her yeah. computer companion. Yeah, like, as long as, as long as the one half of her face was covered up, you know. Just brown bagger. 
Yeah, that's true. Just cover it all up. I mean, like Captain Planet, you'd have to cover up the mullet unless you're into mullets. Oh God! Yeah, the spiky Bart Bart Simpson hairdo on the top. Exactly. The Billy Ray Cyrus in the back. I I read that that Ted Turner greenlit Captain Planet. He like he went to whoever the creators were, and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna do a new cartoon, and the main character is called Captain Planet. That doesn't change. Go." Oh my god! Like I wish. Can someone find the outtakes of that cartoon voiceover okay. sessions? That would. Rule. I mean, the, you know, the Thundercats was precious, but if we heard Captain Planet outtakes, Just that saying, would be amazing. A lot of the, a lot of those voice actors uh, did work, did some work after that. Or I mean, Whoopi Goldberg was Gaia. I mean, true. I bet you know she can be filthy sometimes. That's true. You know, get some of her stand up and replace it with uh, whatever Gaia was supposed to be saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like anything like from ghost maybe I'm trying to remember the other ones where she had like a loose tongue yeah it's, i just want them all swearing a lot <laughs> it make me laugh i mean they're all teenagers you think they were like uh, either like screwing on the side or like you know like getting into fights well now it's killing with that i don't know the russian chick's name now Li- linka oh she was linka okay yes. yeah man linka totally gets taken <laughs> <laughs> she Thanks. gets taken and no Liam Neeson saves her Aww. oh yeah that's too bad she gets sold and then the boat just pulls away where's <laughs> <laughs> oh, super dad when you really need him nope yep like I said uh, Wheeler he's just he's on drugs now yeah oh and Kwame joins the Burger King Kids Club <laughs> dude that was like a prequel he he looks like Jaws from the Burger King Kids Club, right? Exactly. Like he like the, he gets kicked out of the Planeteers because he just wants some. He just wants Captain Planet to like make houses for habitats for humanity. Yeah. And he's like, "Fuck you, you're boring." And then he just like, "I need some work." And they're like, "Hey, yo, uh, Burger King, we like tokenism. Can you be our Kids Club guy? We can call you Jaws. Okay, eat eat these burgers." He's like, "You're gonna pay me in food." Uh my whole friends and family at home are going to be jealous. <laughs> Dang, dude. Because <sighs> he was from Africa, and they were all starving back then. That's true. That's, that's, that's all we knew about Africa, that there were people that's all we knew. over there. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not being a turd. I mean, obviously, I know there's a lot more to Africa now, but I'm just saying, like, back then, that's all we thought. We're like, holy shit, they're starving, and if they're lucky, we're going to drop some rice down there. Exactly. That's all we knew. Yep. Well, that's because the only thing we knew about Africa was that there was a country in Africa called Chad, which is cool yes. and sometimes not cool. Right next to the one that looked like a swear. Yeah, I know. Right next to the racist country. <laughs> we got in trouble for that one. <laughs> we did. We, our parents bought like a globe, and we like all took turns pointing at that at that word and saying it, going "tee hee hee." Until our mom came over, what you say? Well, a lot of times we put them together. We'd say that word and then your word because you were right next to the country. <laughs> oh, man. It's and Chad. <laughs> oh, and the only other thing I knew about Africa back then was like Bugs Bunny landed there once and it sucked. That's true. Yeah, like we, all, no, we had to go to on, all we had to go on was like we're like racist Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. And uh, like uh, uh, UNICEF or somebody raising money always showing these starving orphans on TV. Yeah, man, like we are the world. Yeah, exactly. They were like, Africa, you're way bigger than everything, but like you need our help. And and help them, we sure did. Oh, here's the other thing we knew about Africa. Um, 
Not a good country to take over and risk. Oh, uh, yeah. Too many Europe-based attack uh, countries. Yeah, it was wide. It was wide. It was as wide open as uh, Asia. Yeah, I mean Africa, you could hit from Asia, Europe, South America. It just never worked out. It's just we <laughs> we'd set up like a prison colony on Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Like if somebody if somebody got chased down, their last armies would be in Madagascar, and you'd fight them down to one, and then you just stop your attack. There's no yeah. way you can come back from that. That's right. All right. Well, we're just talking about shit that no one else cares about anymore. So let me finish off with a Thunderdome, and then I got to go watch The Walking Dead. All right. Which, by the way, at my job today, there was a first grade girl, like really cute girl. And she's just like, I'm like, what TV shows do you watch? She's like, SpongeBob. I was like, okay, SpongeBob. And, and um, she goes, iCarly. And I was like, oh, iCarly, good one. She goes, and The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm like, you're in first grade. The Walking Dead, are you serious? That show, like, it scares me sometimes. See. <laughs> See, you should have told her, wait, wait, do you mean Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead? Because one of those uh, games you in trouble. Fear of the Walking Dead sucked. Yeah. I mean, like, it was cool that it's, it happened, like, as the outbreak happened. Mm-hmm. But when you don't like any of the characters, <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, no, the great thing is it's, it's going to be like this flawed family, you know, because you've got the stepdad. And, like, their kids hate him. And then the one kid's on drugs. And then the stepdad's kid, he sucks. And then they, and they, the, the zombies bring them together in, like, one big blended family. It's like, no, we hate all of them. Aww. They could all get eaten, and I would not care. Mm-hmm. So there's your flaw of the show. <laughs> you didn't make any of them likable. That's too bad. They're also like, yes, zombies are killing us, but let's fucking talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, it's just like, sucks. Like, all right, well, zombies are coming, but my kid's trying to kick heroin. So, uh, <laughs> bigger fish to fry. Kick him to the curb. That, that, you know, that's what I appreciated about the opening to, um, uh, was it 28 weeks later? Like, like in the opening spot, the guy and the guy and his wife, they're trying to hide. And she keeps all made, like making all this noise. And he's like, shut up. And she's like, yeah. we have to take in this poor kid. Shut up. And the zombies break in. He's like, see ya. And she's like, wait, you can't just leave me here. And he's like, ah, brought yourself yourself. Goodbye. Yeah, he's like, don't worry. I'm going to kill you later. Yeah. Later in the movie. We're going to have some tears about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed our Captain Planet tirade. <laughs> <laughs> that and all the other '80s cartoons we brought up today—that is true. Actually, Black Star. Black Star. Someone go watch Black Star. Oh God! All right, I, 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 I will look it, it up. Someone else go watch Black Star. I, I will look it up. So at least I know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, man. Uh, Overboard. We we are the Jumpman Podcast. We're coming at you every single week over at JumpmanPodcast.com. Next week, Eric. We're going to do a live episode. Yes. Because it's Thanksgiving over here in North America. And that means families getting together, eating a lot of food. Way more than 1980s African children had. Yeah, way more than Kwame did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. We're also on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. And, of course, thanks so much to all the maniacs hitting us up on Facebook. You guys are awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll see you next week. Peace. Jump man engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.